0: Captain's Log, Episode 88. This week's episode of the Beer Ventures Podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Tickets still available for the third annual Boss Lady Brews on October 14th from 7 to 10 p.m. Featuring open bar, unlimited samples from guest brewers, raffle prizes, and other surprises. Come celebrate the women making amazing beer and cider. A portion of all proceeds from ticket sales go to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specially grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. During my recent visit to Ohio, I spent a lot of time experiencing local beer with frequent guest beer vendor the Incredulous Bulk, a.k.a. Dr. Bruce Beer Nerd. So we decided to have him back for an 8 pour show featuring talks of Oktoberfest, the Ohio Renaissance Festival, and more. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate, and send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 88, October Festivus for the Rest of Us, or The Subtle Kilt.
1: We're the Beervengers.
0: Welcome to the Beer Cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Montgomery County, this is Captain Porter Brownstout.
1: Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Fresno County, California, this is the Pale Male Hophead Huck. And coming
2: to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder!
3: And from the secret basement lab, also in Montgomery County, but still a little more disclosed, it is I, the incredulous bulk. And we
0: are... The... Uh,
2: uh,
0: uh, yeah, that's right, with the revengers, they, uh, I guess I'll disclose a little bit more. The Montgomery County is in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and if you listen to the last couple of episodes, you know why I'm here. But we're here not to talk about that. We're here to have beer. We're I'm starting to do the uh, the Golden Mile uh, chant, whatever that ah, is. Yes. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> but I, I don't remember the exact words of it because I'm inspired because we have uh, the 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 incredulous bulk, aka Dr. Bruce Beernerd, back with us for. I think this is an unprecedented sixth time. Have we, have we had anyone on as many times as you've been on, uh, Dr. I,
3: I, it It's all just such a lovely, lovely experience, and it feels like I'm here all the time. So thank you very much for continuing to invite me back.
2: The unprecedented is now precedented. You have precedented it, the incredulous <laughs> bulk. Excellent
0: precedenting. I, I'm just glad <laughs> it's another thing to piss off Nutpool.
2: That's true. Oh, say what you will about I, No Pool.
0: Yes, uh, we always say what we will about <laughs> that Pool. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, my dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 here we go.
1: Oh, fuck yeah,
0: my dude. I wasn't oh, sure it. if you had the sounds there. In it's there. It's, it's there. there. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, but in uh, all of this uh, back and forth, uh, all of this, uh, I mean, we've got a lot, a lot to talk about. We with, do. What we've done since we had our, our last episode, but most importantly- we can't really get to a whole lot of it before we get to the pores, right? All right Let's this, do it. This, this this makes a lot of sense to me. This makes a lot of sense to me. And
2: really, here's the thing: can we call the incredulous bulk a guest because they are now
0: the unprecedented, precedent?ed Well, I mean, I guess since he's been <laughs> on more than anyone else, but still less than the rest of us, I think he still rises to the top like uh, some some uh, organic cream. Oh. Very
1: good. Let's. why
0: don't you kick us off there,
1: nice. uh, Doctor? Yes, do uh, it would that. only
0: be creamy and
2: polite.
3: <laughs> so uh, it's. Uh, you know what? It has been long enough. I don't recall. Do we show show the container first and then pour? Is that appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. We, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: the, yeah the, 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 Yes, the main thing we need to do is show you pouring it and then show the beer and the and the glass next to each other for the social medias. Yes. Very good. So what do we have here?
3: We have Eudora's Oktoberfest, which is a style lager. Uh, Eudora is a Dayton brewery. I don't believe I've brought them to the beer cast before. Um, to be completely correct, they are a suburb. They are in Kettering, Ohio. Um, mm. And uh, I've tended to stick downtown because that's where I live, but they are very, very skilled um, they make some lovely beers, and uh, they're very charitably involved. They support charity water extensively, um, mm. getting clean, drinking water uh, around the world. Uh, and this is um, – I'm really looking forward to this ability. It's one of my – I've had it before. It's one of my favorite Oktoberfests. So, has got a Excellent. gorgeous dark it's to amber color. By, isn't isn't it? It? I mean, the color is just spot on. It looks – I. Yeah, it, yeah,
2: it's classic. And you've got a fun glass there that it's in. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about that glass?
3: Oh, yes. This is – so this is the uh, – uh, pandemic commemorative Dayton Loves Beer Glass from Barrel House, uh, favorite local bottle shop. It is covered with uh, negative reviews from people who objected to the Barrel House's um, efforts to keep the from spreading. Huh? So they produced a glass of their negative <laughs> reviews all over it and then made it a commemorative edition. Uh, I really like their style. Well, that's that just cool. outstanding. That is terrific.
2: I love it. Oh, well, um, yeah, what do you got over there? What do I have? Well, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, everyone's going to be so surprised. It's just so unlike me because today I will be drinking a sponsored pour.
0: <laughs> a sponsored pour from the Beer and Cheese Collective, 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard. Is everyone shocked? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a, a god. I'm a god. I'm a
2: Thank you thank you that's I'm
0: apoplectic the, that's
2: the that's the validation that I'm looking for so today it's actually a repeat of a brewery that I have enjoyed before uh, I guess we're continuing to give Rick lots of reasons to go on vacation um, but this is from Austin New York which is a, a beautiful uh, town just a little bit north of the city it is from sings and kills and this is their singularity it's a beautiful blue can mm. um, and they've got kind of like um uh, who's the guy who does the the pictures that like go in on themselves and are totally circular or like escher? a hand drawing escher yes oh yeah mc escher it looks kind of almost like an mc escher kind of can art situation yeah yeah it's really yeah. beautiful um it is a single malt single hop pale ale made with 100 new york state ingredients clocking in at a casual 5.5 percent just something gentle go. just something light and floofy to you know Start off the uh, start off the session with, uh, and of course I have it in my appropriate beerware. So let's take a look at what we've got.
3: Beautiful,
2: It's got okay. a good amber color, limited head production. Yeah. Oh, there's a little bit there.
1: Getting a little haze going there. Yeah. Oh, but it that clears up. Yeah, that's of I like- know.
2: It's very pretty. It's uh, it's a pretty one, and I'm excited to drink it. Uh, and you know, I do love a single malt, single hop take on any sort of. Uh, P L I or less I, I don't know that kind of situation. A P A P L get the, get the P and the L together. Maybe throw an I in front of it. I'm always a happy camper. So love it. We're Excited to see what Sixteen Sing Kills has brought for me this evening. Thank you to our friends at the Beer and Cheese Collective. Well, I'm gonna see what Huck has.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, you know, I actually bring a new brewery to the to the show today, uh, and it's actually a brewery I've been going to for a while, um, even before I moved out here. And it's from Danville Brewing. And it's, it's called the Big B. It's actually a 29th anniversary IPA of a bar called Ooh. the Bistro in Hayward, California, which I've never been to. But I go to I go to Danville a lot because uh, uh, Brickens aunt lives there. And mm. and my it means cider girl's there. aunt.
2: No, excuse
0: me. I don't know who this Brickin you're talking it, about. Yeah, is.
1: yeah. So like a it means nothing. What are you, uh, I'm getting so casual yeah. uh, with the names, but it's uh, I love them. Every time I go up there, I, I I'm more impressed. Oh. Uh, each time I go, and I've been going since they were really just getting started. And what's really great is my my mother-in-law and my aunt, they love going there. They don't drink, but they love the pretzel bites. So then ah! I get, I get wow. to go and have
0: a have a barley
1: wine at noon, you know? Uh, the so, two worlds
0: collide and enhance each other.
1: And it really works out well. I just went, so I just went and I was lucky to get, you can only get their cans there. You know, it's that kind of place. They don't really widely distribute, but it's a really nice brewer, and I only see good things going forward with them. Uh, every time I go there, it's an improvement. So this is a, a, another uh, IPA. Let's give it a shot here. Love it. And oh I want gosh! To, now and now visit the uh, the bistro in Hayward. It looks like it's a place uh, that started in 1994, so mm. it's been around a long time, and so it, it seems like it's a pony bar style place. That was uh, ahead of the ahead of the curve, you know.
2: Incredible. Um, being open in '94, can't next to a, it again. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you? thank oh, yeah, you. I'm sorry. Bring, about bring, that. yeah, because well, and I got I can't quite tell from from this angle again. You know, the internet can can distort realities as uh, the incredulous bulk and I were talking about earlier. But um, but how clear is this beer? Because it does look pretty clear. You know, it is it is very clear, and they're calling it West Coast, but it
1: does have a bit of an unfiltered uh, vibe to it, a little a oh, nice. little slight haze to it, gives it a brighter orange color nice uh almost uh and really a little thin head there i'm not know about what's going on there but it's it's clocks in it's not too heavy about 6.4 percent i believe yeah 6.2 so i uh, look forward to trying this one well, I, I, I thought it your wonder it was yet. going
3: for the size of the can which was puzzling me i'm trying to figure out is it a 12 or a pint 16.9 no, it's, a, it's a 16 or yes yeah, it's,
2: it's
3: yeah, okay. yeah, it is the big b okay. yeah
2: it is the big b. as, as uh, size matters all right captain I feel okay, so, what do you got? so
0: there's a little story here. That's why I wanted to go last because I didn't mm-hmm. want to keep you guys thirsty for too long. Um, I've been here in Dayton for about two weeks, and I've had some wonderful beers since I've been here. Uh, at one point, we thought we were recording a few nights ago. So last Saturday, I went to the Barrel House, same place that we were just talking about. Um, had a wonderful Alesmith draft there that had a similarly themed uh, – there were a lot, a lot of writing on there, but my eyes are too small to really see it. But uh, or my eyes are too old to see it, I should say. Uh, but it did have a wonderful little message there. Hops are greater than hate.
2: Oh, I, I love that.
0: Um, and it might've even had some of the same reviews you were talking about, uh, doctor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but so I, I, so I was talking to Matt there, there, and I said, what, what's a, what's a good dark local beer? And he said, well, he doesn't have many of the Dayton ones, but he gave me a really wonderful Columbus coffee stout. And up until Ooh. a couple of days ago, that's the one I was planning on having tonight. But yesterday I was in Yellow Springs, uh, which is near here, um, Look it on, look it up on your map. We don't need to get into geography too much sure. here, uh, but uh, there's a wonderful brewery there, uh, and I, I they had one imperial stout there on draft. So of course that's the first thing I had, uh, and I uh, and and as soon as I tasted it, I also looked it up. I tried to put it on Untapped. I'd, I'd had this beer twice before, but it had been about seven years, uh, and they weren't actually at the brewery. There was a, a bar called Lucky's in the Oregon District, uh, but as soon as I tasted mm. it, like this is hands down the best beer I've had here since I arrived. Um, got to have it on the podcast and this is called, so they, they, they didn't have it, uh, in cans, So I, I they made me a Crowler straight off the draft yeah. less than just barely 24 hours ago. And this is the maxed out Imperial American stout. It's 11.3%. And I'm so looking forward to having some more of it right now.
2: Sounds incredible.
0: That was a mighty crack.
2: Yeah. Well, a Crowler yeah. should do that for
1: yeah. you. Yeah.
0: All right, here we go.
2: Oh my. Oh. And
1: quick, it? the pour too. Is that a 20, the 32 ounce crowd? It
0: is. There we go. Nice healthy head there. Let me oh, just. Uh, beautiful. Uh, dark. It's, it's, almost, wow. it, yeah.
2: it's almost a gradient from the head into the beer itself. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. I may have, uh, I may have, possibly should have tilted a little bit more, but you know, Meh. an acceptable mistake, I think.
2: I, I would agree.
0: All right. I think we all have our full beers. So I think beer so. Vendors.
3: Cheers. 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 oh yeah we should add prost
0: prost oh, yes. uh, that is
3: true oh i do love that
0: that is delicious yes we are recording this on uh, september 28th of this year so it is a prime Oktoberfest season we are still in fest season yes we are festing hard um
2: so so you, 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 mm. bulk you have said this is one of your favorite Oktoberfests, like out really there, amazing. why? Why? What? What? Like, is it how classic bars is it? Like, tell us about why this beer is incredible.
3: Totally classic and also <laughs> very fresh, right? Because the brewery mm-hmm. is you know less than a fifteen minute drive from my house, <laughs> um, and uh, it's got a kind of a special place. Eudora is still a brew on prem. Um, oh, nice! So, um, which uh, I recommend um, especially to people who have home brewed, like myself, because. Everyone recommends it to people who haven't home brewed and it's a way to get started and you kind of you know simulate it. But the treat of being able to make beer and then not clean anything up <laughs> or wash the bottles or any of the it was it's just really wonderful. So this recipe is the same one they offered for brew on prem. It is straight up classic. It's uh Hallertau and Saz hops. Um, nice. and uh how I'm gonna get them I'm going to get them all wrong. I think I'd have better history knowledge than that. But it is a, it's is—it's a crystal style, so it gets that coppery color. And it, the flavor is just as it should be. It is textbook. It is what I have imagined. It is uh, very similar to the Hofbrauhaus I've had at the Hofbrauhaus in uh, Newport, second largest after nice. Munich. Um, and it's just kind of what I want when I'm in that Oktoberfest mood. There are some other notables nearby. I like them quite well. But mm-hmm. uh, this just lands it. Yeah, I've been
1: doing a lot Excellent. of fest beers lately. Um, obviously, it se- is the season.
3: Yeah.
0: I-, I had one just a few hours ago.
1: But this IPA is very, uh, it's very dank. It's almost syrupy. It's got that old West Coast vibe, which is great because they're celebrating a bar from 29 years that's been there for right. 29 years. So it's definitely got that old school, California, West Coast IPA vibe to it. Let me take another sip. hmm it's made with uh, mosaic and uh, Mackenzie. No, did I say mosaic? Take that, uh, take that back. Mackenzie hops, Ruwaka hops, and Nelson Savine hops, which I Ooh. believe Ruwaka and Nelson Savine are Australian and New Zealand hops.
2: So that sounds right. Yeah,
1: combining the new with the old, McKenzie sounds Canadian. I don't know. I don't have had Mackenzie hops before, but uh, now that I know it's got that rawaka in there. Yeah. That's That definitely, I always feel like they have a, like a Melanie kind of vibe. Mm. It's really, uh, really fruity. And just, just really easy to drink. And, and you don't know, actually tastes stronger. <laughs> it tastes like more of a double for 6.2. <laughs> so it's actually, you know, sometimes you get the opposite where you get a double and it's like, Oh, it's so smooth. This is like, got a little more, heft to it, like dankness to it going on for such a light alcohol beer, but I dig it for sure.
2: That's amazing. And
1: I love well, Danville. I'll talk more about Danville later, but yeah.
2: Well I, I bring it bring us continuing with that sort of like pale ale situation, uh, I wanted to talk more about our singularity here because of course it is single malt, single hops. What I what I love on this one though is so they're trying to they're going for like kind of a a West Coast uh, IPA um, kind of Cascade hops feel, which they're getting uh, as well. It's kind of citrusy and piney, not super bitter. Uh, definitely goes down really easy. But their grain has an even an interesting story. It is a Hudson Valley malt that is sailed to them, sail freighted on the schooner Apollonia. And I don't know if yeah. we've discussed this too much. I think you might have talked about it, Hawk. Right? We had one on the show once. Yeah. From, yeah. Uh, uh, Five mm Hmm. So the and it's, so it's a freight, it's a, a sailboat that does freight within uh, within the New York City and surrounding areas, um, and so it's always cool when their name shows up. I know currently they are sailing pumpkins down to the five boroughs because that is, you know, it's that time of year. So if you want yeah. a a sailed pumpkin, uh, you can go and, and pick those up. Um, uh and you know they'll be in red hook they'll be in manhattan they'll be in brooklyn bridge park all that kind of stuff um but uh but always fun when they show up and honestly it's it's just a delight it's a solid 5.5 it's going down nice and easy the flavors are right there not it's really kind of given me everything i want that's a little bit west coasty not a bunch of hay is not a bunch of flowers and fruit just kind of just kind of a nice one just a well well done solid i mean crusher i think is the way that they have described it and i would agree with that
0: Beer I Wonder, I got, a, I got a little distracted uh, f- realizing you were still talking about New York because every time I hear the word Apollonia, I think about yes. where you grew up um, when she purified herself in, in the water of Lake Minnetonka.
2: Yes. that Fair <laughs> enough. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's – so it connects – everything is connected is what it I'm really hearing. It really <laughs> is. It's, we have achieved – wait for it. Wait a We've achieved
0: singularity. singularity. Uh, very yeah.
3: nice. Very nice. uh
2: uh-huh. Aha, uh-huh. See, okay. This, you're this will
0: be a recurring theme. I know I actually think that's also the extra painting thing is great about that one also with yeah. the idea that it comes up a lot about how much of beer is science. Mm-hmm. And singularity being uh, you know, an important quality in physics. Right, yeah. Um, so that all that all fits together. A lot of a lot of uh brewers are well, I mean any brewer is a scientist, but some of them were like in something more of a traditional science profession before they uh, came yeah. and like applied it to fermentation.
3: Yeah. That's I'm, I'm glad we're all fans of the single malt, single hop because you know bulk smash. So
0: yeah, <laughs> well done, well Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Uh, so we've all we've all been really good about you got I guess all been really good about uh, about about talking very specifically about uh, the, the where your beer comes from. So I, I had to go to the website of and to make sure I said the right thing about this one. Um, and what, the way it's described is an imperial stout. Brewed with crisp American two-row malt and plenty of chocolate and roasted barley, then dry-hopped with Amarillo and Centennial hops. Oh, Big my. hoppy when fresh and perfect for those wintry nights. Um, here's where I get confused in this description. When they say plenty of chocolate and roasted barley, mm. are they talking about roasted? Are they talking about chocolate barley, or are they talking about chocolate?
1: Wow. So it says chocolate.
0: And barley, roasted barley. because I, kn- I know there is a type of malt that has no chocolate that's called chocolate malt. Right. right. Uh, yes. But I don't know if that also applies to barley.
1: That description to me seems like they put chocolate in it.
0: it sounds that way. Yeah. Uh, the so, reason I, I question it is are because you getting it's, a chocolate. Uh, yeah. definitely there? a chocolate flavor to it, but it doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like an adjunct. Oh. It, okay. it just really tastes like it's just endemic to the whole whole beer, and it's. And when I said this was the, I was not hyperbolizing when I said this is the best beer I've had since I got here. It's just like I had it like this is the perfect taste of a chocolate imperial stout. Uh, it's just got it's those like rich dark chocolatey notes, um, not especially sweet. More like you know, more like with dark chocolate or like with with coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee, but like that sort of old chicory thing. Mm. Um, and it's just it's 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 perfect.
2: Right on. When you find perfection in a beer, it's something you should savor, especially in a crowler size.
0: And I should say, you know, the uh when I mentioned Lucky's, that's a place that we've often gone to. Uh regular listeners of here know that uh the doctor and I have gone on the uh well the doctor started the golden mile, the twelve hour mm-hmm. pub crawl here in Dayton, and Lucky's is always on it. Um and I, I couldn't quite place they were both during months one of them one of them might have been you and I hanging out together, uh, Doctor, because uh But it also might have been just me going there before a movie, um, because one was in definitely like January of 2016, Uh, long ago ago enough that when I went there was like, I started to put it in as if it was a beer I'd never had before. And I had one in 2016 and one in 2017, which I could have had done since then, because I often don't repeat uh, enter. But both times I gave it four and a half stars, and I stick by that. Maybe even higher. Maybe I should be more generous. But yeah, this is a really fantastic
3: beer. You know, I used to beat myself up for overrating uh, beers, and I I do tend to be an enthusiast, right? I, I have something, and if I'm enjoying it, I like mark it up a bit. But I have no shame about if you taste it and say this is the perfect one of those. There can be another perfect one. It doesn't have to be yeah. better than all that follow or all that uh, uh, came before. But if it's all, as well as that style can be done, land them a five.
0: Yeah, maybe I should have. Maybe, maybe I'll, I, will, I will reconsider that. Um, yeah, I, I, I say generally. Yeah, I know, but I, I also overrate beers to the degree where, like, if it's solid, I'll almost always give it a four.
2: Why not? I mean, Huck, I remember you used to struggle at, at Pony trying to give a beer a three or a two. Like, that was a struggle. It was a painful thing for you. It had to be bad.
1: It had to be really bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm putting the mind of a Captain Lawrence beer. Nothing against Captain Lawrence, but this particular beer was like a, a lemon. I don't know what's it was. It was just ill-conceived, and I gave it a three. And that was yeah. That was hard. Sorry, Captain, but
0: not you. No, Captain. no. Uh, yeah. Captain, oh, sorry. <laughs> Captain, that Captain, Captain Lawrence. That. Yeah. Captain Lawrence.
1: But yeah, yeah. Because you know, if it if it's if it if it tastes good, and especially in craft, because craft beer is still. The little guy, even though we have a lot of uh, big breweries nowadays, like Sierra Nevada or Stone, but you know they're still the little guy compared to uh, the best-selling beers in the country, like like Anheuser Busch and uh, Miller Coors, all these uh, conglomerates. So I always want to root for the craft brewery, right?
0: Absolutely, so, yeah. I mean, even uh, even always, here, I, even
1: like though Gil- I
0: I do criticize them when they don't <laughs> give me what I want. <laughs> You know, like it, uh, we, what's we don't out? have to love them unconditionally, but they do deserve more of our love than the macros. What's my nemesis in the Anaheim? Uh, oh, bottle logic. Bottle logic. <laughs> yeah, bottle logic. I, uh, when I get I back to New York, I got bottle
1: logic it. on today. I was like, oh no, no, let me give him a break.
0: When I get back to New York, I, I have a. I have a 60, uh, 60 beer crate from Tavor. Oh, very oh exciting. Soon. I, and, and there were a few Bottle Logic things they had on the menu, and I don't think I ordered any of them, not because I didn't want them, but because they were just like always just a little more than I wanted to spend.
1: Yeah, After- they, they definitely, the, the the Imperial Stouts they make, and you mentioned, you asked me how much they were here, and I, I went, I remember going to the store recently and looking, at and I said 25. They're actually more like 26, 27. Yeah.
0: Which is nice every once in a while, but like if I'm ordering it for mail order, just blind. A special occasion, I'll get, yeah. get something like that to share with oh. people. You mean like Satapalooza?
2: Only the finest occasions,
1: for sure, for sure. Oh. Uh, I, I tell you, I would go to Danville. I just saw they opened in 2016, and uh, you know, maybe to us old folks, it doesn't seem that long ago. But that's like that's a that's a good uh, uh, seven years. Yeah. And every time I go back there it's like I see their improvement. You know, sometimes you go to a brewer early on, and you're like, this is okay, and then they sort of stay there, you know? But Danville just continually is improving. And I, I actually got to talk to the brewer last time we went because when I went, I ordered the the uh, smoked lager. Oh. And, you know, when you get a smoked lager, we've been to Bomberg recently. And, yes, we have. And so we know our smoked lagers. Shinkala. Mm. The at This one they made there in 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 Danville was very good. And I talked to him, I said, Oh, this is you don't see a lot of Hauchbeer Rauchbe- Rauch beers that are this oh, good. Rauchbeer. And he said, Well, we just came we just went to Bamberg last year and we were wholly inspired by what they did there. And they made a really nice uh Rauch beer. And you know what's funny because the last time I went, it was still on tap. So mm. I'm thinking that the Danville locals aren't buying in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. To the, you know, it's scary for people, you
2: know. It, it it takes you gotta get used to it. I mean, even the folks we were traveling with who were not quite as beer enthused as we were, it took a little bit of energizing to get them to try it. Yeah. But
1: they made an excellent smoked smoked lager, and they make really good hoppy IPAs and they make great lagers too. And I I I Alex, I mentioned a barley wine earlier. Like I went there at noon for a lunch with the, the aunties and mm-hmm. I was like, "Is it too early for a barley wine?" <laughs> the bartender was like,
2: "It's never too early for a barley wine." <laughs> that is and wonderful. It was wine.
1: really good. Yeah. So, shout out to Danville. I'm glad we finally got him on the show.
2: Amazing. Good to good to represent for a place that you feel is doing correct. And the pretzel bites are are excellent. <laughs> they really are. Well, I know cider girl does love a pretzel, so
0: yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, it's funny. I was. I was, when I was in Yellow Springs yesterday. I was uh, having a different yellow Springs beer at the uh, trail tavern um, and a burger. And yeah, some guy uh, came in, I think it was the delivery guy uh, like who was just on his route. And he specifically went in there to get some pretzels to go because pretzels are pretzels are great when they're good.
2: Pretzels yeah. look great. When they're good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I am um, curious because I know that uh, the captain and The Doctor have done some very important investigation, um, given that it is that sacred, sacred time of year for us beer drinkers. Um, it is the time of year for the Oktoberfests and also for
0: Renaissance festivals. Yeah. Well, well, yes, I mean, I've also been, uh, you know, I've been here, I have other things that I needed to do, and, and, uh, and, and it's been wonderful hanging out again with, uh, with The Doctor. And, and, and the first day I was here, we went to Little Fish, uh, which we may have talked about on another episode. But yeah, uh, this past weekend, uh, I hesitate to say Southern Ohio because I was taken to
3: task force oh, yes, when we yes. were at
2: Augusta. Very dangerous. You know. Oh boy. Can't do it. Can't do I, uh, it.
0: I'm not going to yes. say it's the same thing, but I've I've realized that if much like with pronouns, that if someone corrects you, you never argue with them. Mm-hmm. And even though I think Southern Ohio is geographically correct if you're only looking at southern and northern if someone insists it's southwestern ohio you say i'm sorry that is what i will call you now i may still call it southern ohio when you're not around but for you yes dayton is southwestern ohio because she is technically correct um but yeah this is a this is a big Oktoberfest region and uh we had already made plans to go to the renaissance festival over the weekend and that we'll get to that story as well but about a couple days ago a couple of days before it all started, I was, I was you know, my, my next door neighbor, my, my, my dad's next door neighbor here was, uh, he was pouring air and he was telling me all about when I should go and when I shouldn't. And I'm like, yeah, I could go, but I'm not, I am not—I don't really have anywhere to go to. And the next thing I know, the doctor was texting me said, hey, you want to go to Oktoberfest tomorrow? I was like, absolutely. And uh, you know, it was a great time.
2: Now, I, this is the Oktoberfest that happens in Dayton or is this the, because how, 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 there's a
0: number of them, correct? There, uh, there are yeah. so I many. Mean, there's, there's so yeah, many. But yeah. We have we have talked about the Cincinnati one. and We can get into that. Actually, we sh- maybe we should start with that one because we've talked bef- because there's a lot to talk about with the uh Dayton one and it was wonderful, but uh we've mentioned a lot of times before on this show about how uh Cincinnati uh which is about an hour south of here. Mm-hmm. So it's more southern. I think you could it's still t- I guess it's still t- southwest. Anyway, um isn't an airport in Kentucky? It is. It is. Okay. There you go. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So it is bordering a, a southern state anyway. Uh, but I I found out about a few years ago, like right before we started doing this podcast, that Cincinnati has the second biggest Oktoberfest celebration in the world after right. Munich. Right. Uh, and, and we were having, I was having lunch with uh, with the doctor uh, first couple of days here, and uh, and he told me that uh, yeah, they have the second biggest, but it may be far from. Or maybe it's gotten better, but for definitely, many years yes. it was definitely.
3: If you go now, far, it's fine. So yeah,
0: but 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 in many for many years it was far from the second best. So I want you to talk a little about that.
3: Sure, I mean it's been a long time. Uh, well, no, I was there during the uh, the not so great period, and the thing is, it was just a big old drinking the whatever. Uh, beers were available festival. Like a frat party. Right. So, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, some music and definitely a traditional music tent. So um, they had that going for them. But, you know, it was macros and a few locals. Um, uh, shout out to the uh, somewhat lamented Hudipol Brewing Company, although the brewery is still operating and they brought back some of the brands. Um, actually, <laughs> they started producing at Oktoberfest that is served uh, currently and it's not bad um although it amused me at blind bobs recently when the uh, server could not pronounce the exotic foreign brewery name Hudipole. and i i didn't disabuse oh. her they're, they're in cincinnati it, it it okay um so sorry uh digressing is as it. is our wont um
0: i i'm going to do air quotes here people in southwestern ohio
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't want to generalize overall but i have met a lot of people who say that some of them are challenged with regard to certain pronunciations. I have another one I'll mention in a moment, but, but I, before we send us letters, let's, let, let's, let's get yes. a more about what we're talking
3: about. Well, we should also mention, um, and this is something that extends into Dayton and our uh, shared childhoods and adolescences. The uh, Broadfirst in Southwestern Ohio is not what you'd call a bratwurst anywhere else. It's more like a vice-first. Okay. And we have wow. the metwurst, which is just not very common outside this region. Typically, I've never seen it anywhere. It's one of my
0: favorite things my mother brought home from the, the store, and I've never seen it anywhere else.
1: Is that spelled with a K?
0: No, it's met, like with an M. Metwurst. Oh, met, I
1: thought you said net.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So, I don't,
3: yeah, please tell us what, I'll, uh, I mean, I can look it up. But, and that, but that has been a, party, a part of the Cincinnati Oktoberfest and a very strong part, uh, including some uh, pretty good local makers that uh, make a big deal of it there. But in when, uh, I'd say a few years after craft brewing really came strong to Cincinnati, Oktoberfest stepped its game up. Uh, there were always mm. kind of a, a bottle tent, like you could go and get a German import but it wasn't the focus and now I know Rheingeist uh has a very strong presence there. Uh very
0: popular Cincinnati brewery, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh I'm trying to remember one of the others that uh, I think fifty West was there this year, but not with a Martz and with a another like you no know, alternative. So uh now it's I think uh very respectable uh beer uh destination although there is still from people who I've known who've gone recently a lot of drunken frat boy type behavior. Um, by Dayton's biggest one uh, where we were is sponsored by the Dayton Art Institute or rather sponsors oh. the Dayton Art Institute. It is oh, a uh, there's on the grounds fundraiser. of the Dayton Art Institute, yeah. So it's got kind of a little bit different vibe. I mean, it's not that we didn't have a lot of beer. We certainly did. Uh, we sang yeah. some German songs. Uh, there was, you know, techno dancing, but it isn't on the scale or the mood that's very children yeah oh yes very much so So i would like to play it may not be on the same uh,
0: scale but it's enough
3: oh yeah no it's it was it's it's exactly as much as i want i don't want to have to walk through a giant drunken crowd when it's time to leave a small one is great i mean you know a couple of some high fives some roasts and how you doing and
0: we rarely had to wait any time at all for beer yeah that's good uh yeah, there were there was there was a lot of local beer there, uh, but the, the biggest German representation there was Warsteiner.
1: Okay. Yeah, not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh
3: for You know, my my, my, my neighbor who was
0: pouring said the same thing.
3: Yeah. And that's a matter of the um, uh distribution arrangement, right? So one distributor got Oktoberfest mm-hmm. and you could pick from what they had. Um and Warsteiner was their draft German, so
0: I mean, it is interesting. You walk into the place and they have a big sign saying the beer is sponsored by Miller Light. <laughs> uh, but despite that, there was, you had all that voice or center beer and there were a lot of local representations. I think that that red beer I had at the end of the night was from Mad Tree. Is that right? Yep.
1: Oh, good old Mad had, Tree. Oh,
2: uh... no, we know them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Before we transition into, uh, into the Renaissance Festival, I will say on the last episode when I was planning on coming here. I talked about how Dayton has such a vibrant beer scene and they still do.
2: Yes.
1: Um,
0: But I said that I wasn't seeing a lot of beers from the other places in Ohio. um, And that has shifted.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: I think it has to do with the fact we've talked occasionally about how uh, sometimes craft beer bars and beer stores uh, are not carrying as much local stuff. Right. Because they think, oh, you can just go to the brewery for that. Or maybe the brewery isn't selling them as much stuff. I don't know. Chicken egg, chicken egg, whatever you have there. Right. Um, but uh but I did f I have found I've seen a lot of those other ones. Uh most notably I was at uh Old Scratch Pizza the other day and I had a wonderful Listerman Chickal Brown, which the only oh, time i did ever got Yeah, but that was one i i I think I'd gotten from I think I'd gotten that one from Tavor at some point or another, but I hadn't really sure. seen Listerman in Dayton a whole lot. Uh I also went out uh a couple of nights ago my uh my dad's next door neighbor uh, he took me on a few different great places. Uh, we started out at uh um, the one where your Oktoberfest is from, uh, Dr. Uh Eudora. Uh, Eudora, yes. He took me to Eudora and then he drove me out to this place. Uh it was it was it was a little further out. It was it was a place where they had it was their whole gimmick was craft beer and board games.
3: Ah, that's always a good combination. Oh, yeah, I know where so, you were. Yeah. What's the name of it? d20 a bar with d20
0: i remember yeah. d i forgot the, I forgot the yeah. number yeah um and he basically just wanted to show it to me and mm-hmm. i walked in and i was like yeah this is a cool place he said yeah we can just go to go on to because he was taking me to another great bar uh, and he said yeah we, we don't have to have a beer here i just want to show it to you and i said like unless it's a the beer you really want and i'm like I want that Wolf's Ridge <laughs> salt and Chocolate Dire Wolf. I have to have that beer. Yes, uh, be I had a version of the Dire Wolf uh, a couple years ago. Not leaving until I have
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I said no. There, there is one I really want here. So he had a Coke because he was driving my my dad's uh, Mazda sports car, um, and uh, and I had uh, and I had this really great Wolf's Ridge, which is a Columbus brewery. So I do oh, really? find that this time, to- this visit, I'm seeing more Cincinnati and Columbus. Uh, beers in bars and even beer stores. Um, And and they're really great. Uh, But uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of times in Dayton proper, you have to go to the source. I
1: think that's fair. I was in Columbus recently and I I meant to go to the Wolf's Ridge. It was in downtown, but I didn't make it. I was only there a couple days. But I've been reading about Metwurst. It's uh, very interesting. It's supposed to be made with raw minced pork that has been uh, uh, smoked and cured, so it's (laughs) edible, you know. Uh, But it has to be uh, prepared with high-quality fresh ingredients. Otherwise, deadly microorganisms and toxins can develop. Oh, no. Can't have that. In January 1995, 23 children became very ill, one of whom died when the coroner found as a result of eating garlic metwurst. So, be on your guard. You know, when you're eating Metwurst.
0: And, Doctor, when you're talking about uh, Bratwurst being Weisswurst, I, I feel like I've been a lot of places where it's like I see because I see Bratwurst generally, I think of as white. Yeah. Um, And uh-huh. and uh, what I remember most about Metwurst, that it was like it had it was dark yep. and spicy. Okay. So, I, based yeah, on what everyone ordered, who's listening to this episode significant- knows, what my preferences are, <laughs> you can understand why I was drawn to the Metwurst. And I've been sad that I haven't found it in more places than. Southwestern Ohio.
1: Yeah, it is considered a signature signature dish in Cincinnati, even though it is a German derivation, yeah. of course.
0: Now, before we get into uh the Renaissance Festival, I want to hear what uh Beer Wonder's been up to. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's to? been
2: it's been a slow time in the Beer Wonderverse, uh, I'm afraid. Um oh. Yeah, yeah. And in and in the Clark Kent job, I'm preparing for some misadventures that are keeping me a little bit on the busier side. But the nice thing is it brings me down to my one of my favorite breweries um, down in Coney Island. Uh, the Coney Island Brewery, which I know I've spoken of a couple of times, and I wanted to call out some delightful beers that they currently have. Um, and one that, uh, a couple uh, that I thought were um, more up the captain's alley than perhaps mine. So when oh, you yes. return, I'll be excited to, to show you off there. Now, you know, they are, uh, they've are they got all that Uncle Sam money is what they call it. You know, Sam Adams um, Boston Brewing Company has invested heavily in them. Um, That's right. And so, uh, but they've got. That sounds um, like when John
0: Oliver talks about his business daddy.
2: Right. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely business daddy. And also very excited to see John Oliver and all of our friends coming back now that yes. it does appear that the writer's strike has probably ended. I you don't, have don't to think vote the- on it, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much at the end. Um, but so they have a really excellent California common up called the BK Ordinary., um, and I feel like I rarely see California Commons. Oh, um, and so I'm always excited to see that one. Uh, and that one was pretty spectacular. Um, but the two that I really want to call out, first off, this one their their max size is twelve percent, so you know it has to be good. Um, it is the Coney Island brewery Val Hal ale. Mm-hmm. It is a honey Go on. beer. I know. Yeah, there we go. Right. It is a honey beer at 10% aged in voters. It is syrupy and delicious. And just at its 10% really just gives you a smack and a punch. It is some of my like, I don't dig hops people were in love with this beer. Mm. So it gives you that good, that good oakiness. It's really sweet. It's a little syrupy and the alcohol really kicks Mm -hmm. in. Um, So I don't know. Is that a captain beer?
0: Uh, we have to find out. Okay, well... It is if definitely one, a candidate as a Captain Beer.
2: Right. Well, they do currently have Toast No Toast, which is a brown ale, which I did not try, but I did think of you while I was there. Um, uh, and it uh, is brewed with five pounds of fresh caraway seeds, apparently. So that's also helpful. But the one yeah. that I was, re- I was really thinking about you on was the Please, Sir, May I Have S'more.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm listening.
2: American Stout. I'm checking their website for this one. Eight and a half percent.
0: Okay, solid. Okay, Story solid. Checks,
2: so, yeah. so yeah. So, okay, and made with cocoa nibs, honey, and vanilla.
0: Oh wow! So my my big question is, yeah, uh, how sweet was it?
2: Well, I just had a, a sampler of it, and uh, it did ha- it I did taste the sugars. Okay. I will say that. I I did taste know, I, I,
0: I, I, I'm not opposed to sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's just the over-sweetening of things. I, uh, oh, yes. I'm, I'm not going to go on a pastry stout rant here, but...
2: Uh, I, I... The, it, it, of the it, listeners it's, of
0: the podcast have heard me do that enough. I, and, I, and I apologize. It's, it's, just, it's, it's like... I, there are very good pastry stouts out there, but some of them overdo it. But I wanted to go... I did not... I,
2: exactly, but I did not... I did not. I did not feel that this was, was treading on pastry territory. Let's put it that way. Because, you know, I have strong feelings about it. The time you and I went to Pastry Town, that was my downfall.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, that was and the one that,
2: that, that, that broke me.
0: Despite this, the fact this beer I'm having right now has chocolate prominently featured, whether it's actual chocolate or just chocolate. Uh, uh, it's not hops. It's not yeast. It's chocolate. Whatever Whatever it was. If it is chocolate, indeed they do that very well. I would not okay. call this beer I'm having right now a pastry stout. Okay. Uh even okay. if it is chocolatey, it's not it does not cross the line into pastry.
1: Yeah. That doesn't just because it has chocolate doesn't mean that it's pastry, right?
2: That is true. That is
0: true. Is Coney
1: Island, one of my favorites is called Freaktoberfest. If ever uh, yes. That. I but love their the Freaktoberfest. Tis uh, the season. Yeah. What's nice about Freaktoberfest, uh, Doctor, is that uh it's a pumpkin ale, but it's made with espresso beans. It's so you know, it's good. Got, it's got this coffee flavor with the with the pumpkin spice. It's like a, a, you
3: know. You well, gotta talk about that. Yeah, ale, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is
2: it, um, unfortunately, is there a
0: relationship.
3: Go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, I was gonna say they don't distribute, so you'll just have to come visit us. But continue. I'm sorry. Well, if is I it I in love. cans
0: at least, though? I've, I've seen never it seen.
2: Bottles. I've I've never seen. It. I haven't really Only seen. We are right. Time. I have seen. It. No, I've seen it in bottles too, but it it doesn't travel that far because I know Coney Island has started to, with with their relationship with Uncle Sam, business daddy, um, hashtag business daddy. Uh, they definitely have had broader distribution, but I don't think that that's one of the ones they've been pushing. I know a lot of their it's they, seasonal, they, yeah, yeah, their merman, the mermaid, all that stuff. It gets is seen far and wide, but a lot of the other cool stuff, like I can't imagine. I haven't seen any of the stuff I just talked about. Anywhere about the brewery.
0: When when I was talking to the doctor doctor last weekend, uh, late in the evening at Oktoberfest, I was saying, offering him to come visit in New York because I have a guest room and wanted to host him. So uh, yeah. So if I can get those bottles, I will I will save at least one bottle in my refrigerator for that very thing. Thank you.
3: Uh, there you, yeah. you go. Dude, there you Coney go. Island in the fall, though it sounds like a good good idea if I can manage it uh, in the next season. I've got to lose a little bit of the incredulous bulk, though, to uh, fit back in the cyclone, which is a goal. So, okay. Uh, I, I wanted to ask: uh, Is there a relationship between the late lamented Schmaltz Brewing and Coney Island? I seem to recall mm. it was just a collab. There uh, is a they, relation. There is a yeah. relation. Oh, is there a relation? I did
2: not know that. I remembered the collab, but I did not know that they had continued. Huck, Phyllis. And I have, I
0: have more Schmaltz information, but talk about that first.
1: I, yeah. As far as I recall, uh, we probably talked about this on the show before, is that they brew Coney Island beer at the old Schmaltz. Oh, breweries. yes. They're, their, their production. production yeah, Maybe they're the their production, production house. Line. Yes, that's correct.
0: Because Schmaltz yeah. at some point moved a little further upstate.
1: Yeah, they do brew... Yep. Out on Coney Island, but they just brew like a couple of specialty beers there. They do like the Merman Pils- Mermaid Pilsner and the Mermaid yeah. IPA. They do that all up at the uh, at the uh, Old Schmaltz uh, location. Yeah,
0: right well, there- that, that may have been the original Schmaltz location, but eventually Schmaltz moved a little further upstate. And at some point, that wasn't working out for them anymore. And that is now where the Single Cut location is. That's where the oh. Single Cut location oh, is. There is in you the go, Schmaltz. Maybe I'm um, using and uh and so for a while schmaltz tried to stay because schmaltz was just they were losing money and single cut game a deal they might have even been still brewing out of there in like a corner of that location uh they were they were trying to sustain themselves as a as a contract brewer but eventually they they gave up the ghost so schmaltz all right p schmaltz
3: so, is no longer uh, yeah raising a go- uh, glass wrong. i mean you might be right it might i, I may be wrong about coney island but the The memory of funky jubilation, which that's wow, a good beer. What a strange, strange duck! But wow, was it good.
0: I'm not going to look up my uh, antup profile right now because I'm just having such a good time talking to all you guys, and I don't want a distraction. <laughs> but uh, there were a few times in a year or two after Schmaltz went away, when the, actually one time specifically I remember going to the Pony Bar. And they mm. had some like old keg of jubilation they brought out. Oh yeah, and it was it was fantastic. I um, oh, what a try. I'm noticing, uh, Doctor, that your 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 level seems to be a little low there. So maybe it's about time to get to some second pours. I'm not sure. I
1: agree. I can- well, definitely. You know- Huck. I think
0: if Huck agrees, so so, I think Huck has to go first.
1: Oh, all right. Well, I got another great I, I was gonna do another Danville beer, but I figured let's let's spread the breweries out. I do have the Danville Pilsners, which are excellent uh German style pills, but I love my old friend here. <laughs> there does not exist. Ooh. They make such I cool love that can. Pour. They make such cool oh, cans, wow. such great can art. And this one is a Hoppy Pilsner, and it's called uh Angry Massive Clouds. <laughs> So hoppy pills at five point two percent. Now we like uh, there does not exist TDNE, or if you look at it on uh, sometimes when they write it out, it looks like just the word tone, the D- tone like an O. But ooh, a little popping out of the... That was here. jumping right out there. And I like when you say Pilsners hoppy. I like I'm hoppy. I know hoppy we know you do.
2: Hop uh, head Huck, uh,
1: living up to your name. Uh, yeah. Let's see what we got here. It's Ooh. Got a nice, uh, Ooh. Super clear. Like color, but a little bit darker than uh, straight pills. So maybe those hops are doing their job in here. Hopping it. Up. Oh, but there you go. Yeah, really clear. A lot of nice clarity there. Look at this guy. Oh my god. He is
0: angry. He reminds me of some of the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. And I think they must have I don't know if it's one artist that does these. Uh I should look that up. But oh if you see their uh their symbol, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it X through, nice. the, through the E? But like the, like the doctor might say, shouldn't be an X through a T. There yeah. does not exist. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I think so. Makes Technically. Sense anyway, cheers. All right. Cheers. Well, I, uh,
0: I, I'm, I'm honestly not really done with that 32 ounce growler, crawler, but I, uh, I, I was, I was, I've been here and I've been like, every time I go to a local, even though I haven't seen a lot of local beers at the beer stores, I'm seeing stuff that I can only get here. And and, I, uh, and every time I go, I'm like, I can't get everything here that I want. So I have to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was realizing there's a beer that I've talked about a lot on the show that I like a lot and in 88 episodes has never actually been here. Wow. And so I decided even though this is an Ohio beer, this is a Midwest beer. Um, and actually, the, uh, the, the guy who invented this now works for Warped Wing in Ohio. In fact, I think he is their brewmaster now. Uh, New Holland uh, Brewery. This is a uh, this is the Dragon's Milk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Urban Barrel I'm not even We've never had New Holland on before. We, How is that possible? We actually haven't had any New Holland, but that, well, that's the thing. Is like I remember, like the first time you had uh, the uh, oh, what's that Vermont Huddy uh, Topper? Yeah, yeah. Topper. You know, it's a legend. Yeah. But we were like fifty episodes or more in when you brought it on. Yeah. uh and so i'm like okay dragon's milk i've definitely said how much i like this beer
2: yeah
0: oh I yeah, I, had, I must had have
1: it. had that like back in 2009 yeah
0: yeah and so uh yeah in fact i remember one time i was here for the golden mile and i was hanging out with my dad at the pool because this house is mm-hmm. next to a pool i think that's a big reason why he stayed here all these years um and i'm there with some of his pool friends and we're I'm talking about how we're going on the golden mile the next day and and the woman next to us was we don't call this eavesdropping in the Midwest. We just talk about <laughs> like sharing conversations <laughs> uh, because if someone, if you're close enough for someone to hear you, they're not eavesdropping. And she said, Oh yeah, my husband invented dragon's milk. And now he works. Oh. at work you. Oh. Yeah. you had to jump in on that. Yeah. yeah. And I was really glad to meet her because this has been long. One of my favorite beers, uh, new Holland dragon's milk. So let's uh, let's take a look at this. I don't, Someone else can look up the ABV. I'm not going to do that right now, but uh, yeah, hell with it.
2: it's a good ABV. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and here's oh, the thing:
0: it. it's, it's probably like 11.2. Um
2: I also love love the sound of that gl- that glass bottle on that beautiful mug right there because right. that is that is the that, that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's I, a beautiful since you beard. mentioned
0: that, I'm going to I'm going to say that because I, I feel like that's what you're hoping to do it for. This is uh, when we had Father Brownson on the show. Mm-hmm. Not only did he have this or another glass. He's got two of them. So I don't know, if this one or the other one. Uh, but uh, but but he got these in the last several years uh, from some you know l- young lady he was courting. Maybe a little younger oh. than him. I don't know. Uh, and so he, but he, he'd always bring these crystal beer mugs. So this is part of a tribute to him.
2: Yeah, it's 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 pretty wonderful. Yeah, and 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 there and it's a solid it's a solid crystal uh, glass
0: or uh, mug, which is uh, something. He did the whole baseball sticker thing. People, you know how people like keep the stickers on the caps. Yep. Yep. Again, eventually, I'm going to take these home with me at some point, but yeah. he has still kept the sticker on here. Uh, I don't know where the crystal is from, but uh, yeah, that's probably not going to last forever, but, uh, but he always kept the stickers on there. show his real crystal, I guess. I don't know. No, you uh, got, you got to, pr- you got to prove it. Yeah. Um. Well,
2: uh, bulk. I don't know if, if you're, if you've got another one to share this evening.
3: I, I do. I have a, a, okay. a second for it. And it is uh, kind of the opposite of local. This is uh, an English beer uh, from Samuel Smith by brand. Uh, Samuel Smith acquired the Melbourne Brothers Brewery. Um, I don't want to go too far in unless we uh, run out of things to talk about, but where to categorize Samuel Smith in micro, macro, craft, you know, kind of founding brewery. They're one of the older ones in England. They own a lot of pubs. They Did they rescue Melbourne Brothers or take over? Hard to say, but the fruit beers are actually a style that dates from before hops were popular as a bittering preservation agent in England. So the acid of fruits uh, was kind Ooh. of a substitute, and uh, they are also really yummy. This one is my favorite of them, uh, apricot.
0: A little bit of trivia about Samuel Smith uh, with yeah. regard to the podcast. I looked this up because uh, Bulk, Bulk asked me if uh, if we'd had this before. And even though Samuel Smith was an important part of his origin story. I'm not going to put it the clip. Uh, don't don't was, uh, Even though that was a very important part of all of that, I uh, he mentioned Samuel, Samuel Smith when he was talking about it. But the only time we've ever had Samuel Smith on the podcast was on an episode with Bulk, but mm-hmm. Huck had one of them. Oh, there you go. Okay. Exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, and here's here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we're honoring that, but you're all going to be shocked because tonight, the Wonder is producing another Wonder. Oh, wow. Because I do have a second port tonight. <laughs> And I feel like I'm missing the Oktoberfest love, so I have from our friends at Urban Chestnut the Ocats Oktoberfest Lager, which oh, is their their take on a fest beer. Uh, Ocats is Okt Cats Lash Wolf, which basically means the the squirrel's tail. Um, but I felt like it would be uh, only appropriate tonight, since we're on that uh, on this adventure together, that I join in on our second
0: pours. I uh, a lovely Chris. There, I don't want to let that go. Yeah. Now, since you have the can there, uh, yes. I'm going to ask you to uh, attempt to read the full real name of it.
2: Ach, ach, woof. It book- ends with W O A F, which I think is woof, is a like truly legitimate woof, but I, I don't, I don't know.
0: For, for, you- for our listeners out there who are you know, maybe in St. Louis or mm-hmm. have seen this beer. Um, I apologize to you all. Part of the Ken thing on there is like saying there's like one dude who works in the brewery who knows how to pronounce it, which is exactly why they released it as a
2: I, I will admit, this is from our, uh, the, at least three of our uh, uh, other Clark Kent jobs uh, with our friends at Unbox experiences. But I had not tried it yet in in honor of that. And I thought I'd bring it out this evening. No, that's very cool. That's
1: great. Very cool. Yeah. We tried it. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I will tell you this, uh, the Hoppy Pilsner from There Does Not Exist, very nice. It really retains its pilseriness. That's a word. Sure. Yeah. Uh, while having a slighter, a slightly hoppier vibe, and it's really nice. It really nails the, the hoppy pilsner, uh, you know, genre. Is that actually it's not an official beer style, the hoppy pilsner? But I'll have to do a I little mean, more research. Pilsner is for hops. Well, Pilsner is, but the American hoppy pilsner, you know,
0: I mean, the uh, BDSFU or whatever it's called, what's the, what's the BJJC? BJCP. Yeah, I mean, I think they—they, they, I think they're long overdue for an adjustment, an attitude adjustment. Well, they're oh, slow. oh,
1: they're slow to to get to new stuff. Well, like what I'm new saying England.
0: is just like it's like I'm—I appreciate that their their, you know, attention to detail and all of that, but I think it's time for like, okay, give us a new report.
1: Yeah, it took them a long time yeah. to even accept New England IPA as a style.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so that's like, I mean, while the New England IPA was absolutely dominating the landscape. They're like, well, is it a style? Like, come on. Keep
3: well, up. we're in there's no such thing as a fish territory, pretty quickly, right? For you know hoppy pilsner, is it Pilsner is a style. Is hoppy just a description? Like bright or you know crisp? Or is it a well they're style calling the it home? a hoppy pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah, pretty- when they offer it to you, are they saying this is a pilsner? And we find it hoppy. It it's
2: <laughs> and we find it hoppy i like that yeah.
3: <laughs> we find it hoppy.
1: i like that well i actually noticed that when i have because i i actually do a lot of loggers and pilsners uh here in my old age uh i'm older than both you guys so you know you'll well, get there together, though, you'll right? get there okay all three <laughs> of us i think i am not talking about <laughs> not added up <laughs> the beer independently wonder. yeah <laughs> <laughs> independently uh but uh uh I do drink a lot of lagers and pilsners, so I I I've really developed a taste for them and 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 what and the American craft lager tends to be a little hoppier uh, okay. at times. And especially like Grimm is one that makes a really nice uh just gives it a little more West Coast hoppiness that you don't get from old school lagers, unless it's specifically uh, geared towards that. Like I said, the Danville one I had earlier, uh, I didn't have it, but I, I have it in my fridge. Maybe we'll go to a third beer. Um, oh boy. This is going to be right a now. truly epic a episode. Now, so
2: <laughs> I know, maybe, but, maybe we need to break this into two episodes, but um, but I wanted to, uh, but I did, I, I did want to ask, did we ever make it to the Renaissance Festival? Well, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah
0: I, 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 I may not need to spend a huge amount of time on it, but we've been teasing it so much, I think we have to include it. Yeah. Um, if yeah, I may, so- before we move to that,
1: I just found out this is a collab beer. Okay, and it's got a collab with Cloudburst Brewing, and that's where they get the name, I suppose. And they're out of Seattle, Cloudburst. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Just yeah. So we're
0: it we're in. we're closing in an hour, but I uh, we've been talking about the Renfair so much, we 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 should talk about it. Um, I uh, although I think, uh, I think I think I uh, think the doctor was was. Had had such a good time at Oktoberfest, he was he was backing off on the beer uh, on that. This day. is
3: true. Yes, I had just the uh, just the one on that that no two. That's right. It was supposed to be just one, but I did. But they did
0: have some beer. really good beer there. Uh Although it was more uh like traditional in, in keeping with the style of the Renaissance Festival, a lot of the like the mainstays of all of it was your traditional English beers. Um, I mean, there were, there were separations. There were definitely local things represented, but the the big mainstays were like, uh, Guinness harp and smittix mm. smittix was kind of my go-to that day. Although at some point, what was that peanut butter Porter? I had, uh, a uh, doctor.
3: I was the roadside from uh crooked handle, which is a crooked thing area. There's there yeah. in Springboro, Ohio. Um, yeah. That, that, well, please describe what you thought of the flavor and I might, uh, well, the
0: reason I lean into it, despite I was, I, am i you know, uh, Huck is di- feels differently than I do about peanut butter beers. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I like all of them, <laughs> uh, and I like ones that don't lean into the like American sweetness of the peanut butter. And you said it was more like roasted peanuts. So I, 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 okay. I followed your advice and it was very good. I liked it a lot. Um, it was, uh, it was a crooked handle. Uh, I will. I will try to remember that one. Uh, yeah, and I uh, and I had that, but it was mostly Semitics uh, over the course of the day. But uh, really, really solid beer representation. I uh, I actually worked the Ohio Renaissance Festival the first two years it existed. In I think it was 1992 and 1993. Mm. Um, at that point, it was mostly just the traditional stuff. So, like, kudos to them for even back then not leaning into the macro stuff it, they were really going with the guinness at that point it was also bass uh, i don't know what ever happened to bass i feel like i feel like bass has sort of fallen by the wayside yeah it's getting a lot less love than
2: it used to i used to
0: be your favorite yeah well yeah when i first started it certainly was uh but then newcastle brown eclipsed it but the only reason i would still keep having bass was because the newcastle because often newcastle brown wasn't there but I still, I no. still really like that. But I also, the few times in the last decade or so when I have found bass, it's not as good as I remember it. Like, I like when I have Newcastle Brown, when I have Smittix, even though it's not my first choice, I still. And Guinness, it has that recollection. Uh, bass is, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't even know where we find it in America these days. Uh, probably if I went You're to, right? I don't Indiana see it bass, in the stores a lot. Like,
2: yeah. 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 I wouldn't know where to ask for it. I could go to my local bodega; and it would not be there.
0: Uh, also, just had a really great time seeing the shows at the at the Renaissance Festival. I would say that if uh, if I had any criticism of it, is that they do not promote the shows enough. No, they no. give you this tiny little program with really small print, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly they the and there are some really really wonderful performers there but they seem to be mostly interested in promoting the shops. Well, I assume that's where they make all their money. Well, absolutely. So fine, promote those things. But like, uh, I uh, the Mud Show was the first thing we went to, and uh, okay, I full disclosure, there were people in the Mud Show, and uh, my friend Chris, who has a wonderful show there called Filthy Irish Stories. If anyone's listening to this and they're going to the Ohio Renaissance Festival, go see Filthy Irish Stories. Second, uh, unless you have hardly. Children because yeah. it's it's too filthy for your children. I'm not even overestimating here. He's wonderful at 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 innuendo, but he's also incredibly explicitly filthy. Mm. He talks about fucking and he says the word fuck and cunt and shit and motherfucker. Oh of- are we good with our explicit content now this time? Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, Someone,
2: some, oh. No one had done it, so I appreciate you taking care of that for us, Captain. It's important. Oh, Get my dude. Oh, there we go. Now and we have the, the standards.
0: And when we talk about nostalgia or whatever version of it you want to do, being here in Ohio, I've been hanging out with, with, uh, with the Incredulous Bulk and a couple other people that I know from when I was in high school. And what's strange was going to the Renaissance Festival. There were people that I knew – from the 90s in upstate New York and in Florida oh. and we're all in the same place so it was like all this stuff rushing back uh but also i don't know uh bulk uh, my friend pat the other well not that we're you saying mean, your mean, actual name yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how old would you guess that the guy who played Hercules is
3: if i like so i just if i just seen him and heard nothing i would place him at Maybe my age he's well fit so it's really hard to tell so I'd well say yes maybe, and maybe i, I would place him roughly
0: yes just turned 60 a couple of days ago
3: yeah wouldn't wouldn't go there yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know you were hesitant because i told you he'd been doing this for more than 30 years right. but uh but yeah just uh just just really 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 fantastic shows and then my friend chris uh who's a I guess I'll say this because he's a really wonderful author. I don't know if you started either of the books that you bought the other day. Christopher Buhlman, uh has a wonderful series of horror and fantasy books, just been turned into a, uh, a podcast with some really high profile people called the lesser dead about vampires in New York city in the seventies. Um, I know we were talking about beer. I'm just talking, I just, I yeah. these memories I've been having uh, being here. Uh, like it's just so strange. Like, my entire childhood, plus the early nineties in a different location, all converging together and it was it was a whole lot of fun and we'd also had some really good beers
3: and Because I got to go with you, I got to meet some really terrific people that I probably wouldn't have actually met even if I'd seen the shows and I'd already mentioned you know my roller coaster obsession probably more than once, I know once today, um, yeah so from yes. that habit, I was approaching Renaissance fairs as the uh, you know, the theme park entertainment is not something you seek out. Entirely yeah. wrong. Entirely, entirely and deeply wrong. These are very skilled, very talented, engaging performers. Uh, uniformly from the ones we saw, I, I would say that uh, that Chris Churchard O'Shea was a, just a standout and a surprise. I didn't know that I could enjoy a simple storytelling so much. And we absolutely did. So Yeah.
1: Now I noticed a photograph. I saw a photograph, and if I may, from this photograph, I thought the uh, uh, Doctor uh, Bierner, you're looking very well. Yes, oh, thank you. And I noticed that the captain was possibly wearing a kilt. Is that correct?
0: I was. It was. Uh, it was. I mean, it was. It was a subtle kilt. It was. I did not uh, know you owned g- a, a gentle kilt. I do not own a kilt. I. Uh, I okay. You rented yes. It. Thank you for leading me into this story. Uh, Here's what happened. Please. Um, I have a friend who was at the New York Renaissance Festival, not the Mm -hmm. Sterling Renaissance Festival. They're two different things. A friend who was at the New York Renaissance Festival right before I left town. And the Uh, captain
1: is a veteran of Renaissance festivals.
0: I did. uh, That's that's why I knew these guys from the 90s. I I worked the Sterling Renaissance Festival. Again, not Sterling Forest for you New York people. This was near Syracuse. Uh, I did 92, 93, 94, 97. I also did a mud show in Florida in the mid nineties. Um, anyway, so, but, but I have a couple of, a couple of young friends who were really into rent fairs and one of them went to the New York in the city called tuxedo. Um, and it was time travel weekend. So she and her friends all did this whole steampunk thing. And I, uh, I sent her a, a text saying, I, uh, I think I'm going to the fair this weekend and it's Highland weekend, but I'm not buying a kilt or anything. And she said, yeah, you say that now. (laughs) (laughs) And I still didn't buy one, but I, uh, I'm not, as someone who worked Renaissance festivals, I don't really dress up at Renaissance festivals because I feel that's amateur hour. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) It's just like, I'm not, I'm not, if I'm, if I'm wearing a costume, I'm there to work.
1: Get to, you want to get paid. uh, Yeah. right.
0: Uh, but, uh, my dad's neighbor, um, said to me like, Hey, I hear you're going to the rent. I kind of told him we're going to the rent fair. He said, like, if you need a costume, let me know. And I just jokingly said, well, do you, uh, do you have a kilt? It's highly weekend. Do you have a hilt kilt I can borrow? And he said, I have two. <laughs> oh, great. And wow. so the next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm wearing a kilt and it's, it's you know, it's, uh, it's 55 degrees when we get there, but over oh the course my. of the day, it's 70. Good but, Lord. But, oh, okay. uh, all right. but yeah, since it was up. 55 degrees at the beginning of the day, I'm wearing my leather jacket and I almost left in the car. But uh, Dr. Bernard said, uh, you know, the leather and the kilt, that's a good look. So it looks good. Of course, uh, that's all the encouragement I needed to carry the leather jacket <laughs> around with me all day. I love occasionally it. Occasionally leaving it to you and your wife, but uh uh so yeah, so that's why all the pictures I guess
3: now I have to put one of these on our Instagram, I think. Well, of clearly. Yeah the, yes.
2: the people need to see it.
3: <laughs> well I good. hereby dibs the subtle kilt as a pub name if I should open up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The I, I would kilt.
2: I would drink a lot there.
3: It yeah. is it yeah. is better <laughs> than my other reserved pub name, the keistered Boot, but not perhaps as good for adventure game settings. So.
0: Fair. Well, my favorite part about it is, of course, that uh, the, the Dr. Beer Nerd, uh The Incredulous Bulk, and my other friend who we met there, uh, Scott, he doesn't have a beer name, so he's Scott, um, <laughs> they, uh, they saw me regularly perform in the late 1980s as Dr. Frankenfurter, mm. uh, performing in front of the screen at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So uh, a kilt that's essentially cargo shorts, not a big deal at all. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with like wearing full makeup and a and and a teddy, yeah, just (laughs) a skirt. Uh, And uh, well, well, it's it's not a skirt. I should also say that my neighbor. Well, when he loaned me the kilt, what I told him was, um, I said, Jerry, uh, I'm 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 probably going to wear this traditionally. (laughs) And Jerry said, "Oh, but but, but, (laughs) I I, I, full disclosure, I I didn't. I say that phrase a lot. Uh, I said, I didn't." I didn't tell him this, but I didn't bring underwear with me because uh, I'm not performing. I only wear underwear when I perform. Right. Too much information. I know. Yeah. When you get it, you got to be paid to wear underwear. Yeah. No, it's just like if <laughs> if I'm putting if I'm wearing someone else's clothes, yes, I will put a buffer between the junk and the clothes you are paying me to wear. Understood. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna that's, get that's my. Right. You know, yeah uh but i didn't tell jerry all that all i said was i'm i'm inclined to wear it traditionally he said yeah you got to wear it traditionally otherwise it's just skirt fair enough yeah uh i so i'm like i didn't argue with him because he was just reinforcing
1: wearing a skirt
0: i'm I'm fine wearing a skirt with underwear too but you know okay right. <laughs> <That's, laughs> so that's what i'm doing so that's fine so that's uh that's how the whole kilt thing
3: happened it, it should definitely Sweet. be something that makes you feel pretty though i think that that's probably important yeah, I Whether did, kiln and kiln I also
0: felt kiln. very comfortable. Uh, the toughest thing oh, was yeah. tucking it in when I sat down.
3: The, the kill. Because every time I would sit down and feel my bare thighs
0: against the seat, I'm like, I'm not wearing this right. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we're having a lot of fun, and I don't want to. I don't want to wrap it up, but.
0: Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So
1: um, reaching that time. Yeah, we're yeah. we're about
0: to the end, but I do want to say something uh before we end things. Up. I. Those of you who have listened to our last couple of episodes know that um, we have talked about death a little bit. Um, Mm. All of us here in this room have been in some way directly or indirectly, as we all are, as we live as human beings, we're affected by death. Mm. Um, Mm. A lot of us more closely than we would like to be in the last year, but one of the ways that we make it through those tragic times is by hanging out with each other and having beers so it's it's not it's not anathema to to all of it it's like it's part of it um and uh if you listen to uh the rebroadcast i did of about the episode that my father who was recently deceased um and very unexpectedly uh you heard that i was influenced by another podcast Mm-hmm. uh called WTF. Uh and, and I, I sent an email to the Brendan McDonald, who is the producer of WTF, uh, about how I was influenced by him in part because of 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 uh every time someone passes away on that podcast, they re-release it and do a little tribute. And so I was inclined to do it as well. Um and he sent me an email back. I'm not gonna read all of it, but there is something I thought that was really for all, any anyone out there who is struggling through these things um this last line he had in the email i think is just going to be really helps me uh, and will hopefully will help you uh he said uh, please be well and don't be afraid to ask those around you for help people want to help more than they'll ever be able to express mm-hmm. and yeah. um amen and as much as that was wonderful advice and i appreciate it um I didn't need it as much because my friends here have all been there for me and, uh, and have been, I'll, I'll probably ask for help soon, but I don't have, not asked you because you guys have been there and, and that's, that's really important to me. And I, I really appreciate that.
1: Right on. Well, let's, I obviously, uh, I mean, if we listened last week, we know that we lost our dear father Brown Stout. Yeah. Uh, in this past couple of weeks. So let's please raise a glass, you know, to the man. Yes,
2: he was a wonder in himself.
3: Yes, here, here. Yeah,
1: and doesn't get mentioned enough. A Jeopardy champion. That's
0: true. Lest we forget. Yes, yes. He, uh, he, he was a uh, he, he. He was two days, two day Jeopardy champion. Um. Yeah, I, I put up put up a post recently about. Uh, well, I put up my own post, and then I put up my sister's. Uh, f- she wrote a beautiful uh, obituary for him, and mm-hmm. one of my. Uh, one of my friends actually from the Rocky Horror Days put up there said, Why didn't she mention Jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, it, uh, he, he had so many incredible accomplishments and did so many great things and touched so many people that, that the fact that we left that one out, I guess there was just a litany of things that had to get covered.
0: Yeah. So, so, so thanks everyone for listening. Um, I, I hope uh, if any of you have any things you're struggling with, you can reach out to us as well or Anything else? Yeah, what uh, could we do? Be Re- yeah, I the, was going to yeah,
2: say, Facebook. where do you find us?
0: Well, if you want to email us, you can do it at gmail.com. You can do it at uh, anything with the at symbol and the Beervengers after us. I also actually want to thank um, the incredulous bulk, AKA Dr. Bruce Bernard, for joining us again. That's one of our most frequent guests. Hell yeah. They uh, finally
2: precedented six
0: times. Yeah, come As back anytime. always my
3: pleasure. I will. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Uh, hug,
3: place out. We're the Beer 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 Beer
1: Avengers.
3: Beer beer, beer 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 Avengers. Beer 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 Avengers.
1: We're the Beer Avengers.